Hey there, thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Pisces season horoscope is an excerpt from your 2024 year ahead reading. These readings are deep dives into the major themes and influences of the year for your sun, moon, and rising signs. Purchase yours today from the link in our show notes. Registration is now open for Embodied Astrology's 2024 and 2025 programming. Our curriculum starts with the astrological new year and Aries season equinox. Join us for a life-changing journey of experiential astrology, where you'll deepen your understanding of chart reading, symbolism, intuition, and divination, craft creative containers and support your artistic practice through working with your own chart and current transits, learn how to apply astrology for conflict transformation and repair, and take part in exciting, inspiring conversations with astrologers, artists, activists, and others working in the intersections of mysticism and social change, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes or visit embodiedastrology.com to learn more. Now, on to your horoscope. All right, Scorpio, we have arrived in Pisces season, your fellow water sign, February 18th through March 19th. And as the sun moves into Pisces, it starts to uh, heat up the space, this oceanic space um, that has been inhabited for quite some time now by two very important presences, which bring very different qualities into this space. Neptune has been in Pisces since 2011. Neptune is considered to be Pisces' modern ruler, and so they share certain attributes and characteristics. So Pisces and Neptune are both associated with dreams and dreaming, with sleeping states, and uh, disconnection or distancing transcendence of the status quo reality and material reality. And one of the most fundamental aspects of material reality is, at least for humans, the perception of separation, that we are different from each other, that we are separate from our environment, that we are somehow here as the stars of our own show, you know, not as breaths of the creator's existence. Um, and so Neptune's presence, uh, can signify, a experience of deep, deep longing, um, because on some level in our subtle bodies, we know that we're connected because we are, and we know that there is a continuity that moves between us. So even though our bodies and individuated identities are separate and quite different, have gone through very different things, have different needs, different experiences, etc. Um, we're, you know, all bodies are infused with creation, and creation is totality. And I think that uh, all of us know this very deeply inside, and we're always looking for a way back, <laughs> you know. And this is the this is the purpose that religion serves. It's like <laughs> get me back to God, you know. This is the purpose also that astrology serves. Um, in, in a lot of ways, right? Like get me back to the source of something that feels like I'm part of something bigger than me and I can let go of my ego and like all the stuff it's attached to. Um, so we can also, you know, encounter all kinds of ways to do that. There are themes of 
certain kinds of substances like alcohol, um, particular kinds of drugs that might help us reach that state or induce that kind of state of like letting go of the ego and softening and kind of like feeling into this space of non-separation a little bit more. Um, spiritual practices that in their essence really work with the subtle body and subtle energy are, I think, some of the best ways to do this. Some of the most helpful, healthful, and healing ways to access that state and to respond to that longing that we have. Um, so states of profound and deep meditation or extasos, you know, a kind of when we lose ourselves, like a lot of people lose themselves when they play music or listen to music or when they dance. And uh, music and dance are things that Neptune really loves and is exalted in, in its energies are exalted in. Um, art of all kinds, theater, fiction, anything that kind of induces the imaginal realm where we can leave these little lives and go somewhere else. Um, there's also a lot of longing to merge with other people, uh, with Pisces and, and Neptune's energies. And so when Neptune is in Pisces, especially, there can be a lot of permeability between people and a lot of sensitivity, um, but not necessarily accurate intuition, but just like glominess and, and <laughs> enmeshment or like, uh, psychic dependencies and stuff. Um, the themes of Neptune in Pisces over these last 14 years now, 13, uh, is that right? 2024, 2011, um, 13, 14 years, depending on when you listen. These themes are moving through your fifth house. And the fifth house is the place of your own personal creativity and generativity. And so in this place of your chart, we want to understand your vitality what gives you energy, like what really makes you happy, what, what uh, fills you with enthusiasm. Um, we also want to understand like what feels like play for you, what feels um, like your enjoyment, your pleasure. And so this can also be a place where we encounter friends, uh, particularly of the romantic variety. Um, and we can also encounter children, right, and childlike energy. Uh, children are often very naturally playful and spontaneous and imaginative. And as the seat of your creative energy, then also the fifth house um, would imply this is also the place of your children because that's a <laughs> big creative output. And then, of course, you're always creating your life. And how you direct your vital energy uh, has a lot to do with then how you create your life. And some of you are really creative people with Pisces in the fifth house. You know, so much creativity is there, so much inspiration, so much longing for beauty and art. And so, um, you know, anything that you do that feels like art making, and that doesn't have to be anything that anybody else recognizes as art, you know, but it's like, it makes you happy. It feels like there's an aesthetic it feels like there's the function of art, which is a function to uh, heal and integrate and open up new awareness and curiosity and expansion and experience. And so however you might do that. Saturn is also here. And Saturn has been in, in uh, Pisces since last March of 2023. And 
Saturn has a really different influence than Neptune. Um, so where Neptune and Pisces kind of want to dissolve and become really permeable and, you know, merge into a state of oneness, uh, Saturn needs to contain and put form around. And sometimes what it contains and puts form around uh, necessarily will then need to become more isolated and differentiated and structured. And there will need to be some separation and distancing inside of the oneness. Saturn uh, can also bring a sense of um, goals, whereas Neptune is like no goals because we're just in the present moment and all is one. <laughs> like, what is time? You know, when we're working with Neptune, it's like, what are you even talking about goals? This is such a fucking ego trip. But Saturn no, you you know, you're here in a corporeal body. It's a material form. What are you going to do? You're just going to sit around and like trip out? Okay. You know, at a certain point, you're going to need to get up and eat. And if you don't, then you have departed from status quo reality, right? And then there's potentially a problem there for you and for the people around you. And so Saturn is a kind of feeling of like, get it together, <laughs> get it together. Like you are here. What are you going to do with this energy? Um, Saturn can feel very weighted sometimes there because there's a kind of sense of responsibility and, and responsibility emerges in relationship to what we need to be responsible to in our lives and in the world. And a lot of what we need to be responsible to is depressing. You know, like paying bills is kind of really depressing a lot of the times because systems of capitalism or socialism or communism or whatever that like force people to work in ways that they don't really want to creates suffering. And this is your fifth house of creativity and vitality. You know, you want to play, but Saturn is here being like, I'm sorry, but <clears throat> it is time to work. Like you can't always play. And Neptune's over there being like, the whole world is play. Existence is play. It's just your ego telling you that you need to work. And over the next two years until 2026, basically Saturn and Neptune are in an applying conjunction. Neptune is moving slow. Saturn is moving comparatively fast in relation to Neptune. And starting in 2025, they're going to be really, really close to conjunct with each other. Um, and so Saturn is visible with the naked eye. And at night, you know, if you know where to look, uh, when Saturn is visible, which is not in Pisces season, because that's where the sun is now, but, you know, maybe um, in Virgo season later in the year, be able to see Saturn in the sky at night. And over the course of the next few years, Saturn and Neptune are coming together in conjunction. Now they'll be very, very close together in Pisces, but they won't actually meet for a conjunction uh, or perfect that conjunction until they get to Aries. And Aries rules your solar sixth house. And I'll talk about Aries in the next section so if you purchase the year ahead reading, you're going to hear that in a few minutes. If you're listening to the Pisces season horoscope, you'll hear that next month. Um, but Aries is about how you make your life work for you. And it comes after Pisces and your fifth house. And the idea here is that your creative energy is put to use to make your life work for you. 
And so as the sun comes into Pisces, it's coming into a place where we have Saturn and Neptune. And this feeling of your creative vital force and energy is not going to be contained in the material form of your body forever. You may, over the last, you know, 14 years or since 2011, 2012, have actually been pretty aware of that in many ways, that your energy is, you know, you're going to get old, you're going to get sick, you're going to get injured. And there are all kinds of things happening in the world that will sap and deplete your energy. All kinds of emotions that you'll have to process that will feel um, really hard to process, you know, where energy kind of like get, gets leaked out. And Saturn is here now bringing a sense of seriousness to the situation. And the situation is that this is your life. You are responsible for creating it to the extent that you can inside the context and conditions that you are navigating. How do you do everything that you can that's at your disposal to create a life that supports your vitality and that feels creative and enjoyable for you? And if you are parenting somebody or somebody's and you are, or if you are working to foster the future in any way, how do you create a world where that future can access imagination of what could be? This is a scary time for people to be raising babies. There is no promise that the world will be a hospitable place for them. Your children, if they are old enough to have realized this, might well be depressed in 2024. And so how do you hold the immensity of what's here? How do you hold the reality of unreality? You know, the reality of the reality that human beings have made with our creative energy, which is not the reality that's really resonating with our highest creative potential. But we are living at a time that is asking us to do some big work around reimagination of what could be. And Neptune in Pisces has definitely been an influence that is inviting those who are feeling the frequency to really up-level their emotional and psychic and spiritual capacities. And many of us have been hearing this call and we have been investing ourselves in cultivating our emotional and psychic and spiritual capacities. And those are important tools and creativity is an important ex experience for people to be able to have. And if you are trying to make your life work, you need imagination, you need creativity. And in order to access imagination and creativity, you need soothing in the emotional and the spiritual and the psychic realms. And Pisces season is asking you to tune in with that. Does the work of embodied astrology speak to you? Did you know that you can become a member? The EA monthly membership provides unlimited access to my weekly somatic space classes, where we work through gentle healing movement and meditation practices, aligning our minds, bodies, hearts, and spirits with the highest potentials of current astral energy.
Memberships also include tea time gatherings once a month where we debrief current astro together, share our lived experiences, and support one another through the seasons. Our basic membership also includes access to our private virtual community, peer-led study groups and affinity spaces, and a video and audio library with guided meditations and gentle movement practices. Learn more at embodiedastrology.com forward slash join. I'm also thrilled to announce that our 2024 and 2025 workshop and event programming at Embodied Astrology is now open for registration. Our new program begins with the vernal equinox and astrological new year. This year, we're interested in mobilizing our platform and community towards more active engagement with the work of world making. We're asking questions about revolution and transformation. We're using astrology to imagine, locate, and remember forms of power rooted in care and connection. We're holding space for what is and what can be with grief tending circles, queer time expansion experiments, planetary devotional practices, conflict mapping with constellation work and embodied astral support. We hope you'll join us for some or all of our offerings. So when we enter Pisces season, we are moving um, into a triple conjunction, Kazimi, of Mercury, Saturn, and the Sun on the same, uh, I think it's on the same day or around the same day, end of February, February 28th in Pisces. This is four days after the Virgo full moon. Virgo is Pisces opposite sign. On February 24th, the Sun will be conjunct with Saturn. So both Saturn and the Sun will be reflecting at the Virgo full moon. Virgo lives in your 11th solar house. This is the place opposite to your vital energy and creativity, and it is the place that symbolizes the future, the world out there. What are you doing with your creative energy, and where could that lead you? This is the place of networks, friends, groups, and this is also a place of your hopes and your dreams and your wishes. This is one of the most beneficial and fortunate places in the chart, actually both the 5th and the 11th house. Beneficial, fortunate, want to bring you gifts and opportunities. February 28th, and around the end of February, as we move into March, uh, really from the full moon, let's think about beginning of Pisces season, um, call upon your learning, call upon your skills, and really, really invest yourself in emotional, psychic, and spiritual up-leveling, attune with the subtle dimensions of things. And the ways that you can do that most effectively are through practices that connect you with emotional, psychic, and spiritual dimensions and your subtle body and your subtle awareness. These are spiritual practices. These are creative practices. Um, they can be practices that involve substances, if substances help you to open in these dimensions, but be in relationship with substances that honor their spiritual dimensions. So if you're using cannabis, just know that cannabis is now like a huge cash crop industry. It is living in a lineage of mass incarceration. Can you grow your own? You know, like who are you going to buy it from? Like, just get it organic, right? Like, don't, I don't know, like everything has energy to it. 
if you're into psychedelics and stuff like that, they can be so healing and assistive. But if you start to use them in ways that are extractive and dependent and addicted, uh, they'll have a different thing that they're doing for you. So really be like tuning in with the subtlety of the subtlety and where you are in your energetic body mind and what's really going to serve you to expand your subtle awareness and consciousness. Substances can be helpful. Prayer is really helpful. Breath is really helpful. Music is so helpful. Moving your body, dancing freely, right? Moving your energy around, super, super, super helpful. Come to my somatic space class, Mondays, 8 to 9.30 a.m. Pacific time on Zoom. You can drop in. Those classes leave me feeling so expanded because we do all this energy work and energy medicine in our bodies, and then we connect it out with planetary and archetypal realms. It's like magic. That's what you want. That's what you need. And when we get into March, we've got all kinds of situations happening, moving back and forth between Pisces, uh, especially in Taurus. And then we have a, a new moon on March 10th that's sextiling Uranus and Taurus, and then seven days later, the sun is con conjunct Kazemi with Neptune. And so March is this really kind of dreamy quality of time in your chart. And this is a quality of time that is profoundly fertile and creative. And it's a quality of time that really wants to help you connect in relationship in ways that serve the subtle planes of healing uh, and love. The best ways to do that are by making art with people. The best ways to do that are by praying with people or engaging with uh, spirit together. The best ways of doing that are by listening to music and dancing together. How can you come together with others in ways that exalt and uplift the subtle dimensions, the spiritual, the psychic, and the emotional dimensions? If you're feeling lost and confused and abused in relationships at this time, be in relationship with those and that, that that treat you exquisitely. And if you can't find them in the human realm, find them in the spirit realm. And if you are working through you know, your patterns also of use and abuse in relationships, and you kind of feel like, ah, like, you know, <laughs> this is hard, and it is, please have compassion with yourself, right? Really hold yourself in the subtle frequencies and subtle dimensions. We think time is linear, and whatever is happening is a fact, but time is not linear. Time is always happening, and when we're resonating with especially sorrow, you know, and loss and pain or, tra or trauma situations, we're resonating with every single time we've ever felt like that and it wasn't attended to. And every single time anybody in our family line or community or connection or lineage felt like that and it wasn't attended to, sometimes these feelings can be so big. And so if that's emerge, if those kinds of sensations are emerging for you, because Saturn, Neptune, and Pisces isn't it's not particularly easy, you know, and part of a Scorpio archetypal experience of having Pisces in the fifth house is that part of your creative gift is your capacity to tune in with suffering, to be with sorrow, and to be very, very present with loss. 
that's part of your creative gift. It's actually part of your intelligence. It's part of your wisdom. It's part of your generative capacity. Because when you're really attuned with those parts of reality, then you can also be attuned with the numinous of the present moment, right? That in the right here and the right now, we can be with what is actually vibrant and alive. Even if what is vibrant and alive is just a tiny spark in our own hearts, or it's the, like, the way that light is catching on the water, you know, or that sound that we can barely hear at the edge of our perception. So if, if you're working through the emotional field and the subtle vibrations and fluctuations and the feelings of losses or sorrows, um, know that that is, first of all, creative water for you to be swimming through, that there is creativity there that wants to be expressed. And you can express by tuning in with compassion, with holding, with curiosity, and then with just offering yourself to the expression, to the getting to know, to the allowing it to be. And the last thing I'll say is, again, for the parents, if you're parenting people who are expressing the, you know, if they're really disassociated, if they're, de if they're depressed, if they're on drugs, if they're who knows where, you know, and it's causing you sorrow or you're, they're working with loss or something like that. Don't try and change anybody. Don't try and bypass what they're feeling. Don't gaslight them. Don't, don't try and like over-medicate them another way. Give them creative outlets. Give them spiritual training, not in a religious fundamental way, but in a way that leads them to the source of their own subtle body, psychic, emotional intelligence. Get them energy healing and energy work if you can. You can work with, uh, for yourself or anyone who needs it, you can also work really potently right now with um, subtle healing essences like homeopathy or flower essences. And I'm getting Angelica would be helpful for a lot of folks. Okay, so Pisces season is a very profoundly creative, rich and fertile season for you. But it, it might take you into the oceanic swirling depths of creative potentiality, which includes everything. And, and you will best navigate it in ways that, um, yeah, that help you work skillfully with your subtle energy and your subtle awareness. And as you navigate through this time, be in a practice of dreaming the future. And be in a practice of dreaming a future that you cannot yet imagine. A lot of what we imagine or dream is coming from what we already know how do you imagine what you've never experienced and what do you want to experience in your day-to-day -day life and in the ways that you uh, in whatever your context and conditions are get to experience your vital energy and creative force If what you heard in this season's horoscope resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead. These annual readings are epic offerings and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. 
They're ready for download now, and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. Get yours today through the sliding scale purchase link in our show notes, or visit the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. Thanks so much for tuning in with Embodied Astrology. This work wouldn't exist without a team. Big thanks to Alicia Mauji, Joe Stewart, Ash Good, Ariana Sears-Putowski, and Gabs404 for making it all happen with me, Renee Sills. As Pluto moves into Aquarius, one of the main things to remember is that teamwork makes our dreams work. In the spirit of community and collaboration, Embodied Astrology is in an active transition to becoming a collective multi-voice platform. This year, I've invited four facilitators with whom I've been working for the last several years to join me as core faculty in co-visioning and co-creating an exciting, innovative, and totally unique astrological studies program. Sherry Taylor, Junata Petrus, Ramon Parrish, Gabs404, and I are interested in how astrology can assist us in realizing embodied healing, radical imagination, and creative collective liberation. We're inviting you to join us in our explorations in small or big ways. Our full program will be an immersive and life-transforming experience that takes place over the course of 16 months. And most of our offerings also have opportunities to drop in for one or just a few sessions. For more information and to sign up, check the link in the show notes or visit embodiedastrology.com.